Van D, a dynamic leader with decades of experience building companies and crushing sales. He's been there and done that. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, my name is Van D. Inspiring audiences across the country to do it too. Here's Van. Hey, hello everybody and welcome back to the Van D podcast. This is part three of Van Deeb's mandatory rules of success. You know, I'm a I'm a rule breaker. I'm I'm a disruptor. I was known for that in, in business. Um, respectfully, I might add, um, but I'm not a rule breaker when it comes to the fundamentals of being successful, because there's no sidestepping the traits of being successful. And so today is part three of my mandatory rules for success. And I'm, I'm talking about something that was very dear to me. And um, when I was younger, I, I, I said this in part one and part two. And those of you that have um, been listening to me for years or, or been in my speeches, you know, I, I wasn't grown up with, uh, I didn't grow up with a mentor. I didn't have people telling me how to be a businessman, how to own a business, how to be a good salesperson. Uh, I just had to figure that out on my own. I, I had a lot of great influences on how to be a good human, uh, but I didn't have um, anybody saying, this is how you become a good businessman. So I looked to success stories. I loved re, um, reading about successful people, watching successful people, um, you know, reading motivational literature. And one of the things that somebody gave me at a very young age, is a, is a brochure, and it was from the Optimus International. And that's an organization that's worldwide. Uh, last time I checked, they had over 150,000 members. But they have this creed that this group lives by, and it's called the Optimus Creed. And I just love it because I, I try to incorporate every one of their items on their creed into my career. And, and it, it works, and it makes you a better person when you think about this. So one of the things that, that they say in the Optimus Creed is to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about how important smiling is at somebody? Maybe when you smile you become the reason someone smiles. Be the reason someone feels loved and believes in the goodness in people. You know, sometimes when you smile, I mean, just think about this. When you smile at somebody when you're walking by them down, down the hall at work or, or at the gym or at the store, it might be the only time they see one all day. Now, I'm, I, I know that may be hard to believe, but think about it. What if the smile that you gave somebody was the only smile they see all day? Wouldn't that be, be nice to know um, that you're that person? So when I hear this, when I see this creed to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. So... You know, ask yourself, how does that statement relate to you? So I put this to the test. I actually, when I read this years ago, I put this to the test. 
I made a discipline. I made a commitment to smile at everyone I walked past. Now, I want to tell you, some people may think like, what the hell is he smiling at me for? I don't even know this guy. Yeah, you can't worry about those. But every person I walked past, I smiled. 99.9% they smiled back. Or maybe I might say hello. And I want to tell you something. It's crazy, but I've put this to an actual research and test my own study. I'd walk past somebody, smile at them, they'd smile back. Next time I see them, I smile, say hello, they say hello back. Next time I see them, it may be at the office, it may be at the gym, it may be at a store or a place that you frequent, I want to tell you something. You might end up just walking up to each other and having a conversation. I can't tell you how many times that has worked for me. And how do you know that person you're smiling at may end up being your biggest customer someday? Or you might be one of theirs. It's crazy. And you know what? It's free. Just like just about everything I talk about to help us all become better at what we do doesn't cost a dang dime. Last time I checked, it doesn't cost a dime to smile. A random act of kindness, no matter how small, can make a tremendous impact on someone else's life. That's what a smile will do. It's crazy. So really pay attention to that. Like I say, wouldn't it be nice to know is that you're the architect of the only smile that person may see all day? We have no idea what people go home to. We have no idea when, when people are at work if they go to a rotten um, life at home or they've got all these challenges. Try to become their bright spot. I like to quote Mary Kay Ash a lot, and you guys have heard me quote her forever. Um, but she used to always say, be the bright spot. Be, you know, lighten up a room. Be the bright spot. And smiling at somebody can certainly do that. So... Another one, to give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Let me repeat that. Give so much time to the improvement of yourself that you have no time to criticize others. Now, I'm going to ask you, how does this relate to you? We all know people that they're known for criticizing other people. I know a lot of people that spend more time being judgmental and critical um, of other people that I want to tell you something. I completely just disregard them. I don't want to be around them. I don't call them anymore. I don't want to go out and hang out. I, I don't want to. I just don't want to be friends with people like that. And you know what? That could even be family. People that are constantly critical of other people. All that's going to do is rub off on you. So don't don't be that person. If you've got the time and energy to be critical, judgmental, and gossip and criticize other people, you've got that same amount of time that you can do things to benefit yourself and become a better person. I want to tell you what, those people that are dogging other people to you, 
Well, when you're not around, do you think they're dogging you? Of course they are. So to be this person, to you know, when you hear people being critical, when you hear people criticizing, change the dialogue. Change the direction of the conversation. Just throw something positive in there. And I want to tell you something. Watch what happens. A lot of times people will kind of look at you like they know what you're doing and they won't go back to that being critical again, at least not that day with you. So you've got to take the lead. But I want to tell you something. This takes a lot of practice. It's not normal. This takes a lot of practice to be that person. You know why? Because it's natural to complain. It's natural to be that person. I can't tell you how many times I've ran into people in all different types of levels that the first thing out of their mouth is something negative or critical. Why? I mean, what's, what's that going to do for the person that you're talking to? I don't want to be known as that guy. I want to be known as Van D brings the best out in me. That, that, that's, what I, that's what I personally want to be known for. Isn't that something you would like to do also? People, want, people enjoy being around you. They go out of their way to want to be with you or to talk to you. We all have that ability. But it's, it's a discipline. It's, a, it's something we have to be aware of. We have to practice it. You know, when I go in and I do consulting with companies, and I love doing that because I think every, I don't care how great your company's doing and your team is doing, you can do better. And nothing better than an outside voice. I, I consult with companies that I don't know anything about their industry, but I know a lot about the humans. I know a lot about people. I know how to bring the best out in people, so it's going to affect what they do for a living. So... One of the things that I do with companies when I hear people say, you know, one of the challenges we have here is there's a lot of negative people. A lot of companies deal with that. So one of the things that I encourage people to do is to, is to once a week, or maybe you want to start out slow, maybe once a month, because this is not easy to do, that you challenge everybody that they can't complain on Wednesday. Or you pick one day. And if anybody says anything critical, negative, or complaining, they got to put a dollar in the jar. And it almost becomes kind of a fun thing. And plus, you're raising some money for, you know, maybe a, a office Christmas party or birthday party or holiday get-together or whatever. But it encourages people not to be critical. I want to tell you something. This works. It really does work. It's awareness. If we're aware that we're being critical or that we're not displaying who we really are, chances are if you're, if you're trying to get ahead, which I believe that's what you and I have in common. That's why you're listening to my podcast. We want to be better. Well, one thing is, is stop criticizing other people and concentrate on you. There you go. So you know how passionate I am about that. So the last in this three-part series of the Optimist Creed that I love so much is to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, 
too happy to permit the presence of trouble. This is a tough one. Let me ask you this. What does this mean to you? I'm going to repeat it. You want to be too large to worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. This, like I said, is not easy. We all worry. And I think that if you, it's taken me years and years and decades uh, to be just being honest with you, to learn how to handle worry. I finally, at some point in my life, realized what the heck is worry going to do for me? I mean, in the Bible, they say it's a sin. I never looked at it that way. I just worried. Worry does nothing. Nothing at all for you. So if you can find a way to practice, to turn that worrying about something into having faith in being positive, because like I say, there's no benefits to worry. There's nothing to it. There's no substance to it. It's a mindset. Same thing goes for anger. Can we find other ways instead of being angry? Yeah, it takes practice. But I want to tell you something. It takes a lot of practice. I've done that. There's been people that have really upset me. And the old me would probably lash out because of the things that they've, they've done or uh, the way they've made me feel. I don't do that anymore. You know what I do now? I avoid it. I'm too strong for that. I avoid them the, the, as, as much as I possibly can. I'm not going to permit them to be in my presence. That's how I deal with anger. I don't want to get on the same page as them. You have to be the same way. Just like worry. Find a way to realize that there's nothing good that's going to come from worrying. There's nothing good that's going to come from being angry with somebody. And it's like fear. Too, like this affirmation says you're too strong for fear. What does fear do to you? Fear, fear does nothing, benefits us in no way whatsoever. Did you know, and this could be a coincidence, but did you know that the phrase, do not fear, is in the Bible 365 times? Do you think that maybe we're not supposed to fear if it's written in the Bible 365 times? We are too strong to fear. Just remember that. You have all these abilities, but I want to tell you something. It's not something that will come easy. You can't wake up tomorrow morning and say, you know what? I was listening to Van Deeb's podcast, and he said I'm too large for worry, too noble for anger, and too strong for fear, and not to permit the presence of trouble. Well, that sounds great, but it's not easy. It's something we have to remind ourselves every day. It's like anything. It's practice. It's the fundamentals of being successful. It's just there's no difference as when a coach is coming off the field at halftime. They're down by seven points. Football game. And the reporter comes up and shoves a microphone in the coach's face like they do, and they say, hey, coach, you're down by seven points. 
what are you going to do the second half? What do you think everybody, I mean, what, what do you think the coach is going to say? The majority of the coaches say, we're going to get back to the fundamentals and the basics. That's what they do. Ladies and gentlemen, these affirmations in the, the Optimist Creed are the fundamentals of being successful. It's not easy. It's practice. Just like you have to practice the fundamentals at your job, your job description. You didn't walk into your job knowing everything to do. No, you had to practice. You had to make it part of who you are. This is the same thing. It's the fundamentals. It takes time and practice. So one of the great things that all these statements and that these three podcasts, part one, part two, part three of Van Deeb's Mandatory Rules for Success all have in common is they're all free. Every one of these things that we talked about are all free. They're not going to cost you a dime. And you know what else? We all have the ability to incorporate these in our life if we choose to. We do. You have the ability to incorporate everything we've talked about in these three podcasts. To incorporate these in your life, watch what happens. What do you have to lose? Think about it. What do you have to lose? You know what? Here's who's going to benefit. The people that love you. The people that care about you. Your spouse, your husband, your wife, your kids, your employer, your employees. Everybody you see in your daily grind from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed is going to benefit from you because you're going to be the person that everybody wants to be. You're going to be a role model. Are you called a role model right now? I mean, do people actually say you're a role model? Wouldn't that be cool if they did? Hey, man, I want to think like you. I want to be like you. I want to have a positive mindset like you. The benefits to everybody involved, especially you, are crazy good. And I'm going to read these real quick to you before I sign off on this part three podcast. These are things you have the ability to do. Write all these down. And I'm not going to talk that slow, so you have to play it back. <laughs> so, one, to be so strong that nothing can disturb your peace of mind. Number two, to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person you meet. Number three, to make all your friends feel that there is something in them. Number four, to look at the sunny side of everything and make your optimism come true. Number five, to think only of the best, to work only for the best, and to expect only the best. Number six, to be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as you are about your own. Number seven, to forget the mistakes of the past and press on to the greater achievements of the future. Number seven, to wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature you meet a smile. Actually, that was number eight. Number nine, to give so much time to the improvement of yourself 
that you have no time to criticize others. And number 10, to be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, practice these. You have the ability to incorporate these in your life. I'm not doing these podcasts to hear myself talk. I want to benefit you. And I can only benefit you by things that have worked for me. This has worked for me in my life. Everything I talk to you about is from my experiences. Please, please incorporate these into your life. Watch what happens to you and to everyone around you. I'm super grateful for you tuning into this three-part series, and I can't wait to get back and talk to you again on my next podcast. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Van D Podcast. I am grateful for you. Thank you. A Parkville Media Production. <laughs>